Hello. Welcome to Crocheting Through Medical History. First of all, apologies for Gimli. He is yelling a lot. I don't know why. I just fed him because he was yelling and I didn't want him to be yelling. But he is still yelling, so very, very sorry. Um, number two. You may notice I sound much better today. Big things to my wonderful husband, Sam, who just happened to have just like a really nice microphone chilling in our closet. So thanks to him for having that and getting it set up for me. Hopefully this will be a little more bearable and sound more normal unless like I recorded it on my phone like the last one did. Now he's purring. So, if you hear white noise, that is him. Uh, also, I'm very sorry if my mouth noises are gross. Um, still figuring out the sensitivity on this microphone. Kimley, do you want to say hi? Do you hear him? Yeah, go away. Um, I will try to adjust accordingly may or may not happen correctly but i promise i will try so welcome back crocheting through medical history um today i will be talking about ehlers danlos syndrome uh shorthand eds it is a hereditary connective tissue disorder and as i talk i remembered I'm supposed to be crocheting this time, so I will be crocheting a little amigurumi zebra, um, because, explanation, medical professionals are often taught that when they hear hoofbeats, or the saying, when you hear hoofbeats in courses, not zebras, meaning, like, they learn all the different diseases, but don't focus on the rare ones, like, if you see symptoms that match a disease, think of the one that's more common and more likely rather than the one that you learned about once in school and is like one in a million, if that's a lot of percentage, I don't actually know. But, you know, think of the think of the likely diagnoses. Oh, I just crunched my teeth. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's going great. Um... But people with EDS and other hypermobility spectrum disorders refer to themselves as medical zebras um, because their conditions are often underrepresented and underdiagnosed um, and not things that doctors think to diagnose them with sometimes. Uh, but sometimes the hoofbeats that people hear are zebras and not horses. So, they're medical zebras. So, I am crocheting a zebra. Please enjoy. Also, um, I'm crocheting a zebra. I always use patterns because even then, things turn out looking really wonky. But I am not using a pattern today. I'm just freehanding it because I have made a lot of little animal figures so theoretically, I should know what I'm doing and be able to make some white with some 
black stripes. But it may not go well. So just be warned when you see it. It might be bad. And that's just because my mind's eye is not good sometimes. Okay, let's start. Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, or EDS, was first noted in 400 BC in Hippocrates' Airs, Waters, and Places, in which he described nomads and Scythians as having lax joints and multiple scars. It's thought that the scarring was caused by them trying to cauterize the joints to make them stiffer. Ow. Um, in night. In 1687, Job Jansun von Meekeren observed George Albus, a boy who had extreme, hi extreme hyperextensibility of his skin on the right side of his body only for some reason, but Albus could stretch the skin of his chin up to his chest, down to his chest, I guess, or he could cover his eyes with it. Um, and then the skin on his knee could be pulled away from his body over 20 inches. As someone that does not have hyper-elasticity of skin, that sounds so painful. But I will admit, I did forget that I have, like, non-stretchy skin when I was researching this. And I just, like, grabbed the skin on my hand. Like, pinched it between my fingers and just pulled up. And it hurt because it didn't want to move. And I was just, like, yanking my skin off itself. And the nerves did not enjoy that. So, I do not have EDS. And, uh, I'm not stretchy skinned. So, that sounds very uncomfortable to me. Moving on. In 1892, Dr. Sir... Hold on. Chernogbo. It's very Russian. I could not find a first name, or hopefully that would be easier to pronounce. T-S-C-H-E-R-N-O-G-O-B-O-W. Chernobyl. We're going to call him Chernobyl. Published the first comprehensive description of what is now known as EDS. One of his patients at the Moscow Venereology and Dermatology Society had such fragile skin that it couldn't hold sutures, plus his hypermobile and luxating joints. Um, he also had those along with molluscoid pseudotumors on his knees and elbows. He had a lot going on. In the late 1800s, some um, people with EDS performed in like circuses and traveling shows since <laughs> Gimli's making so much noise. I don't know what he's doing. I'm so sorry. Oh my goodness. Okay. Moving on. Um, since they had stretchy skin and loose joints and could contort themselves in ways that people without EDS could not. They used their physical abilities to uh, show off in circuses and shows. 
actually think it's our roommate's dog that's trying to break in to eat Gimli. So hopefully she does not make it in. Um, but yeah, I will just ignore that for now. In 1901, Edvard Lortz Ehlers added the tendency of bruising to the known traits flax joints and elastic skin. The patient that presented with bruising also had a history of delayed walking um, due to the frequent knee dislocations that they experienced. And in 1908, Henri Alexander Danlos examined a patient that had been previously diagnosed with juvenile pseudo-diabetic xanathoma. Um, he presented with lesions over or the patient presented with lesions over their knees and elbows. Um, so Dan Lose refuted the previous diagnosis and with further investigation attributed the lesions as vascular and inflammatory due to trauma. I'm assuming from the loose joint dislocating thing traumatic my last recording cut out after five minutes, so I'm gonna have to keep my eye on the clock. Um, I thought it just did not start recording at all, and I got scared. It did. I don't know why it stopped. I'll try to make sure it doesn't again, but I said a lot of information that was not <laughs> recorded, so I'm gonna try starting from that spot again. So, um, Danlos examined a patient that was misdiagnosed, blah, 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 lesions due to trauma. So, with these more complete symptomatic descriptions that um, Ehlers and Danlos contributed to, we see many cases of EDS popping up starting in the 1900s with over 300 cases documented in 1966. In 1949, it was hypothesized EDS was an inherited autosomal dominant trait. After 32 patients with familial relations presented with EDS, and it was later concluded that Sorry, my water is making me burp. Uh, it was later concluded that the phenotype was caused by a genetic defect of collagen of the connective tissue. In 1972, this idea was confirmed with the finding of a lysyl hydroxylase deficiency in an autosomal recessive form of EDS. Um... Patients with this deficiency were prone to scoliosis and the rupture of the ocular globe. Ew. But this made EDS the first confirmed disorder of collagen. So that's exciting, opening a new door of defects that we know about in the human body. So that's fun. In the late 1960s, classification of EDS began, and in 1988, nine subcategories were proposed, 
but now EDS is classified in six major types um, that are separated according to the Via Franca mythology. Uh, these classifications showed that EDS had no preference between like male, female, or different races. It was equal opportunity. Let me check my recording still going. Okay, with three minutes. So far, so good. So the types of EDS. Gonna go into that. Type 1 and 2 are considered classical EDS. Um, it's a dominant trait. And it, uh, the defect comes from an abnormal type. Excuse me? It's a dominant trait. The defect comes from an abnormal type 5 collagen. Don't know what that means, but that's what it is. Um, these two forms present with skin laxity, scars, joint type mobility, easy bruising, muscle hypotonia, and hernias. Type 3, uh, hypermobility EDS, is a dominant trait and the defect is unknown. It presents with skin laxity, velvet skin, joint hypermobility, and recurrent jointless dislocations. So those two types, classical and hypermobility, are the main types. I'm pretty sure I read that it was like 98% of EDS cases are those three types, I guess. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure those are the two most common. Type 4 of EDS is vascular EDS. It is a dominant trait, again, comes from an abnormal type 3 collagen, and it presents with arterial rupture, easy bruising, hypermobility of small joints, and varicose vein. Type 5 is skipped over in a lot of the graphs and charts and information. Hello, Gimli. He is coming and sitting on my lap. So, he is on my yarn, so I suppose I will not be crocheting. Um, type 5 is skipped over a lot. I think it's really rare um, from what I can find. It is an X-linked recessive trait, which means nothing to me. Maybe it does to you. I do not know. Um, but it's a severe type in males. And it leads to congestive heart failure due to polyvalvular disease. Uh, the severity in females is more variable, so it can be that serious, or it can not be so serious. Uh, yeah, that's all I know about that. Type 6 is kyphoscoliosis, EDS. It is a recessive trait, yay. It's caused by deficiency of lysyl hydroxylase, and it causes joint laxity, muscle hypotonia in infants, scoliosis from birth, and sclera fragility. Part, the first part of type 7 is arthroplasia. EDS, it is a dominant trait caused by deficiency, deficiency of chains. In type 1 collagen, um, it causes joint hypermobility and discoloration, 
skin laxity, easy bruising, muscle hypotonia, and kyphoscoliosis. Um, and then the other type part of type seven is derm dermatosporaxis. It is a recessive trait caused by a deficiency of enzyme in type one collagen. It causes sagging, redundant skin, soft, doughy skin texture, easy bruising, hernias, and premature rupture of fetal membranes. So, yeah, those are the technically six types, I guess, um, of major classification. All of these types have the tendency to cause the patients to bleed, um, which can present as mildly as just bruising, bruising easily or as severely as they can form hematomas and internal bleeding, which is not good. Um, but their lab work shows normal clotting factors and platelet clumping and bleeding times with connective tissue disorders, so they have those normal values, but still have trouble with bleeding. So, that's not good. Um, the type of EDS with the worst prognosis is type 4 vascular. Uh, it can cause severe and fatal ruptures of the bowel, large arteries, and other organs. It has also been known to cause cerebrovascular bleeding in young adults, which causes intracranial aneurysmal rupture, spontaneous carotid cavernous sinus fistula, and cervical artery aneurysm. With this type, the skin is not usually, not usually, it's not hyperelastic, but it is thin and translucent, like a ghost. So, but type 4 is the most serious, worst prognosis type. This recording is almost five minutes, so I may get cut out soon. I'm going to keep going, though, because I can't live in fear like that. So, newborns with type 4 EDS can be born clubfoot or with congenital dislocation of the hips. As they get older, these children may develop a pneumothorax, inguinal hernia, and recurrent joint dislocations. Hi, Ponyo. He's coming to check things out. Can probably hear his little clicking, <laughs> clicking little toes. Oh my goodness, it cut out again. At least Ponyo got to say hi in that one. Um, I was saying after it stopped recording, uh, I'll have to post a picture of Ponyo and Gimli on the Instagram when I post this because they're so cute and I love them so much and they deserve. They deserve to be seen by you, because they're so cute. Um, but I also started a stopwatch this time, because I don't know why it keeps cutting me off, and I don't like it. I'll have to figure that out after this is done, but I want to just get through this for now. So, moving on. Where was I? Um, so. Oh. Oh, okay. I thought I hit Ponyo with 
my elbow, but it was just my water bottle. No worries. Newborns with type 4 EDS can be born clubfoot or with congenital dislocation of the hips. As they get older, these children may develop a pneumothorax, inguinal hernia, and recurrent joint dislocations. So, quick public service announcement. If your child exhibits excessive bruising, take them to their pediatrician. And if your child has delayed development, take them to their pediatrician. Um, I work in the medical field, I guess, um, in an office that sees a lot of kids for speech, occupational, and physical therapy. So a lot of kids are coming in with, like, de delayed development, which can be uh, worrisome. And I mean, there's an underlying condition that's a problem, um, or that they just need help, or it could not be. So, if you have any doubts about the development, about um, weird things that don't seem normal for kids their age, please go to the doctor because it can never hurt unless you can't afford it. But if you can afford it and uh, can have access to a doctor or um, some sort of therapist for an evaluation, do it if you think you should because it cannot hurt. So, yeah, please. Um, that's actually all I could find on EDS in the history. Um, is a lot of more jargony than I would like, but that's what I got. And I thought all the different types were interesting, even though I don't understand genetics. I don't understand what any of that meant with all the different, I mean, I kind of do, but it does not entirely make sense to me, but I still thought it was kind of interesting and if I cut it out, there was just not a lot of information. So we kept it in because I had to, basically. Um, I mean to make, this one's going to be closer to like 20, 25 minutes, um, which is good. Longer is better. I did not mean for the first episode to be so short, but there just wasn't a lot on Lyme disease. There was less than I was expecting with EDS, um, to be honest, because I feel like I follow a lot of, like, social media chronic illness influencers that have EDS, and I feel like I've been tested for EDS before, like, since I was little, because I, like, have, like, some hypermobile joints, but, like, not EDS, not enough to be EDS, but... I feel like I've always known about EDS, so it's weird to me that there wasn't more information, um, but there was not. So, still not a super long episode. That's okay. It's fine. Just a couple of things before I finish up. Um, since I'll probably be 
at least some hopefully going in to more underrepresented conditions and diseases um i may just need to find like more segments or something to add some length to the episodes so if you have any ideas let me know and again if you have any um disease or condition suggestions also let me know i've been getting a few quite a few actually um so thank you to everyone that reached out um i appreciate it follow my instagram crocheting through history that one's more exciting to me a lot of people um reached out like commenting on the post i shared to my personal facebook but that's not as exciting as people following my Instagram that I made for this. So give that a follow. I appreciate it. You don't even have to look at it. Just follow it so I feel good about it. Um, thank you to everyone who has. Um, one of the segments I was thinking about, though, was like naming historical figures that had the conditions. Unfortunately, for this one, I found... Like for uh, Paganini, who's a violinist, very famous, used his um, hypermobile fingers to play real good violin. Probably hurt himself in the process um, and damaged his joints doing that. But you gotta sacrifice for your art, I guess. And then the other people I could find were people that traveled in shows and circuses um and were known as like elastic man stretchy person whatever but their real names that i found were felix Worley, james morris and avery childs so that's that's four people right there that's all i could find <laughs> um so yeah may or may not be a viable Thing to research in the future but we'll try anyway research wise thank you to uh leocat parapia and carolyn jackson and the british journal of hematology within excuse you uh within ae because it's british um they wrote the article that I got a lot of this information from. So thank you to them. Also thank you to the EDS researchers. Um Edward Ellers, Ehlers, whatever, Honoree Alexandra, Danlos, Job Jansun, Vanamikran, Dr. Sure Nogabo, and many more, I'm sure. With names that I still could not pronounce. So maybe it's better and more respectful if I don't try. Um, also, thanks to some of the influencers I mentioned I follow with EDS. Um, mainly Izzy Cornblow. Cornblow? I don't know. Um, she has EDS and she is going to school to be a genetic counselor. Um, so she can learn more about EDS and other hereditary disorders uh, and help p- 
people and families and research, hopefully. So kudos to her. Um, also, possibly Allison Tennyson, aka um, Micro Cat Machine. That's her Instagram handle. She's not diagnosed with EDS because the doctor she went to <laughs> didn't diagnose adults with EDS. So, unsure of that, but thanks to her anyway for being a chronic illness influencer. And, hold on, this episode, episode recording is about to stop. So let me just get ahead of that. Shout out to my roommate, Kim, who has EDS. And also shout out to everyone else living with EDS every day. I hope that if you are listening, you could learn something from this, hopefully. Uh, that'd be cool. If not, I get it. There's also not that much information out there, so I also would not be surprised, I guess. But, oh, I also have to mention, um, yes, my Instagram is crocheting through history. It is not like I corrected myself last week, crocheting through medical history. It is simply crocheting through history. Uh that was embarrassing realizing it after I had posted that that I was wrong and I had corrected myself wrongly very awkward whatever we're moving on it's okay yeah follow that I guess that's really all I had to say um have a great day have a great weekend stay warm if you live where it's cold like I do I'm like halfway through crocheting the zebra and he looks real funky he's gonna be very long like a torpedo but that's fine I'll post a picture when I'm done <laughs> um thank you for bearing with me we'll try to become more smooth and figure out how to record more than five minutes at a time so I don't get cut out quite so much. That will be my goal for next week. Thank you for bearing with me. Thank you for listening. Give me your topic suggestions and I will talk to you next week. Goodbye.